Welcome to the Small Waller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who enjoys cleaning, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I think you've said this one before. I don't think that's your first time with that intro, Trevor. I don't remember it, therefore I'm uh, fully able to use it. But I, I will say I do enjoy cleaning. But Trevor, I would say you enjoy cleaning in the same way that I do. And let me explain what I mean. Mm. When you're done with the task, it's so nice to be like, oh, it's all clean. It's all good. Sure. I think of it in the exact same fashion. You're going to hate that I compare it to this as working out. To me, it is the exact same. <laughs> they are on equal playing fields where I'm oh, doing a, a task I don't enjoy. But when I'm done, I feel very good about it. Oh, oh I feel like most people think about working out like that, to be honest, where they're like, this isn't my favorite. I'm happy that it's over and that I, I've accomplished something. Well, the difference is for me, from my perspective, when I'm cleaning, I'm like mildly like mad while I'm cleaning. <laughs> and then when I get done, I'm like, oh, cool, I'm done. And I'm like, it looks nice. I'm like, great. I, I did that. I'm accomplished. Yeah. But now also like now I have less time to do other things I want to do when I'm working out. I'm like in a great mood the entire time because I love it. It's like the best thing in the world. So they're very different things to me. Yeah, the way you describe cleaning is a, to the T. How I think about working out to the well, I'm not mad, but like I, I'm not happy in there either. Um, third member of our podcast is actually here with us today. That's a shocker. He hasn't been here the last two weeks, from at least what I know. Um, at least I, I haven't seen him the last two weeks. Um, and that is of course Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you today? I, I was doing great until you decide to throw stones, even though you live in a glass house, you hypocrite. Because I, I, I would, if I were you, Brandon, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be talking too much if I were you, because I, I couldn't remember the last time you did a podcast. It's been probably like three years at this point. Actually, it's um, it's so. been two days since I've done a podcast. Two days. I'm I aware, and, and I passed the test. You guys. When, when was the last time you did a podcast? This is this is gaslighting I, by Brandon right now, I, and I won't. What do you mean? I'm doing it. a podcast right now. I three seconds. Yeah. When ago, was the last time I'm you podcasted? It was longer than me. It was longer than me. No, this is gaslighting. I've put in more effort than you. Shut up. <laughs> Brandon's trying to get I passed the test. You, right you guys literally, you guys gave me a test oh. and I passed it. Easy. Right away. I passed it. What do you mean you passed Brandon it? Brandon doesn't. You told me to text you popcorn. I texted you popcorn right away. Oh, all right. All right. I, I don't remember you texting me popcorn. <laughs> all right. I, I pull up the text. I can show you. No, no, no. I, I believe you because you said it. So I, I do believe you. I, I, I don't remember you, when you Brandon, texted Brandon, you tend to fail the test. When, when we give you a test, you tend to fail those tests. <laughs> All right, that's neither here nor there. I don't know why you're putting me on the spot like that. You started it, bro. You don't need I'm to just, do that. I'm just defending my honor. Um, but what are your, what are your thoughts on cleaning? You like you like cleaning? I I have the same thoughts as you, where it's like it's I don't necessarily enjoy doing it, but once you do it, it's it's something that you can look back on and be like, I I accomplished that task right. today. Like it makes you feel good. Yep. So I'm in the same yep. boat as you for sure. All right, well let's let's get uh, on to the content here of the podcast. We do do a sports podcast, so we should probably talk about sports a little bit. Let's start in college football, and for the most part, a relatively boring college football week. Not a lot of ranked matchups. Um, not an enormous amount of upsets. Um, but uh, Trevor, I'm going to start with you here today. Is there anything specific you want to want to touch on uh, in terms of college football? Well, I mean, if if we're starting with the headline, we know what the headline is. It's Colorado once yeah. again. Um, Colorado has a two, uh, a double overtime game against Colorado state. They win it 43 to 35. Um, and it was an incredible game. Shadur Sanders led down, um, the drive to, to tie the game in regulation. I think from their own like two yard line, um, after the game, he was asked what he was telling his team. And he said, uh, I was just thinking Brady mode, you know, that's, that's all I was thinking. Um, <laughs> and so he awesome. obviously went on, he went on to tie the game and then they go on and win it overtime. But here's the thing, Colorado 
in the first two weeks. They go, they upset TCU, 45-42. It's an incredible game. We're like, oh, Colorado, you know, they came in the season. They were, what, 20-point underdogs against TCU. They win the game. They're projected to win three, in that, like, three or four games the whole season. This Colorado team actually might be pretty good. Then they go, they put a beating on uh, Nebraska, 36-14. Uh, pretty easy game there for them. And then we come in this Colorado State game, and they're big favorites. They're supposed to win easy. I mean, this Colorado State team, they're a team that uh, in their first game lost to Washington State 50-24. to I mean, they, they get absolutely blown out by this Washington State team who's like, I don't know, I, I, maybe Washington State's a decent, they're an all right team, but they're not some, they're not one of the uh, best teams in the Pac-12, right? So they destroy Colorado State. And I think the expectation from a lot of people, myself included, was that Colorado would have a pretty easy time beating Colorado State, but they didn't. Their defense gave up 35 points in this game. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news here for everyone that's on this Colorado chain uh, train, but I uh, I don't think uh, they're quite as good as maybe people were hoping um, after this game. I believe less. I know, you know, Dion's asking people, do you believe now? I I believed a little bit after that TCU game. I believed a little bit more after the Nebraska game. But now I believe a little bit less, Ben. Um, it's unfortunate. It was a lovely game. I thought it was awesome. Shooter Sanders is very talented. But I'm worried about their defense. I'm worried about some of this the the talent on this team compared to an Oregon and USC. Um, I don't know. What, what do you what do you think about this, Ben? I mean, I think you're right. I I don't think I'm not sitting here saying that they're going to win the national championship game. Um, but there's still a fun story considering they won one game last year. Um, and like just if I was I was this is what I was thinking when I was watching that game. I mean, obviously, yes, they should have. They were 20 point favorite, 23 point favorite, whatever it was. And they should have lost. Honestly, they got outplayed up until about two minutes left in regulation. Um, but I was thinking about how, imagine if you're like a 17-year-old, five-star recruit, four-star recruit sitting at home right now. How do you not want to go play for that team? I mean, like, the, the way that ESPN is promoting them and the way that Dion is essentially doing what, like, Pete, um, Pete Carroll did, like, in the early 2000s with USC, where he's just getting all these celebrities to basically show up to all these games um, and basically say, if you want to come, if you want to come meet the rock and Lil Wayne and offset on the sidelines of all our football games and come play for me, like if you're a recruit, if you're a 17 year old football recruit sitting there in high school watching this, like, I don't know how you don't go play for him. Um, I want to play for him I and mean, I am clear out of eligibility at this point. Um, I, although Brandon, I, I would say I do, I still do have the athleticism to play for him. I just, I just, it, the, the eligibility is the issue, right? The athleticism. I, it's just the eligibility. I have, I have the talent to play. I'm just, I'm not eligible. That's the only issue. Right. Yep. Yep. How tall okay. are you? Taller than you. <laughs> well, foot, I, I didn't uh, say I can five. play Division One football. Six foot five. Um, six anyway, foot five. Uh, so I mean, yeah, no, Trevor, I'm not. I don't. You're right. Like they didn't play well at all, and their defense had a lot of issues. And now Travis Hunter, their best player on both sides of the ball, is going to be out for at least a few weeks. So they have a lot of issues. And yeah, they're probably not going to win the Pac-12 or anything. But it's still an awesome story. It's still fun to watch, and it's still fun to root for. Um, again, because of the hype that they're getting because of, I mean, they had, they had Kawhi Leonard at this game. Kawhi Leonard doesn't go to his own basketball games and he's, he's flying to Boulder, Colorado for a football game between two schools that he has nothing to do with. Like, um, it's just awesome. It's fun to watch. It's, it's fun to, to root for. It's fun to watch, you know, Deion Sanders talk all this smack. So, um, no, they're not going to, they're not going to win 12 games this year or anything like that, but, um, it's a fun story to root for. And it's, it's fun to see how long he can, he can keep this train going. Look, guys, the, the hype was never real for this team, and it shouldn't be real. 
Um, I, I'm not saying they're a bad football team. They're just not a good one. They played well above, well above their weight class so far. They have punched well above it. And I think today's game, or, uh, well, I guess they played a little bit into today. Um, yesterday slash today's game um, was Colorado coming back down to reality a little bit. They uh, had an overplay against TCU. Nebraska is an absolute terrible program. Um, and what happened happened. And today they've come down uh, to earth a little bit. I'm expecting next week versus Oregon to be not necessarily a blowout, but probably the same fashion that they beat Nebraska because I think that's the difference between Oregon and Colorado and then Colorado and Nebraska. Um, so I expect another like, you know, 30 some point versus 14 some, you know, something around there win for uh, Oregon. Now, that doesn't mean that Colorado doesn't have some very good and very, very talented players on both ends of the ball. Um, but just as Ben, uh, you know, talked about Travis Hunter is not going to be playing for a couple weeks, uh, per Deion Sanders, what he said. So we'll see. I mean, that's going to be, that's a, that's a, a big, big, big hole on offense and defense, uh, to fill as he is such a talented player. Um, probably the most talented player on the team. So we'll see. Um, I do not believe in Colorado. I don't believe in this hype. I enjoy the story. I'm having fun watching, uh, you know, as a, as a fan, but I don't believe in the hype that, that. Uh, you know, people are believing in. And I haven't been on the podcast for two weeks, so I haven't been able to talk about that I don't believe in this hype. And now it's after this close win versus a uh, uh, kind of stinky Colorado State team that I'm coming out and saying it. But I've always thought that. You guys have seen my texts. I am not a believer in Colorado. Um, and I think it, the next couple weeks will show when they play actual good teams. I feel like now that you basically were just like the biggest party pooper on planet Earth, I feel like I have to give a counter argument to this uh whole Colorado isn't good thing because I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory here with this Colorado, Colorado state. Your counter argument is a conspiracy theory. Yes. My counter argument is a conspiracy theory. I think this game was scripted. I do. I think this game actually may have been scripted and that, and that goes against me just saying that I'm, I'm, I might not be on as high on Colorado, but it could have been, it could have been scripted. And if it was scripted, because think about how, how this was an incredible game. It was so it was awesome. good the whole way through. It was close. It went to double overtime. It included Shadur Sanders having a 98-yard drive to tie the game. I mean, how can you script a game any better than that game? There was so much trash talk, so much hype leading up. I think the beef might have been fake between these teams. I think it may have been fake. And I think there was um, some business deals going on, things that I think could help both of these programs. I think Colorado State as well could have helped them. And I think this game may have been scripted, Brandon. I do. All right. Well, I know it's not scripted, but <laughs> I do like the conspiracy theory. Um, we'll move on from Colorado here. Uh, there's there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. It's some of the top teams struggling a little bit. Um, we we had our uh, Michigan Wolverines play our Bowling Green State University Falcons. This was a tough one for me to watch because it's my two favorite teams. But Michigan struggled a little bit in the first half. We saw Florida State, Boston College, number three, bit. Florida State, win by two points. 31-29. Um, we saw Alabama win 17-3 versus South Florida, um, and they have some quarterback issues. Um, so this was a little bit of a weird week. We even saw Ohio State at a point in time. It was 14-10. They obviously pulled away at the end um, and scored a lot in a very little amount of time. Um, but we have a lot of the top teams here kind of uh, struggling a little, little bit. Um, ben, I'm going to go to you first. What are your thoughts on some of these like you know, top five teams, top 10 teams struggling? Well, Brent, I'll say this. Obviously, 
Um, Michigan struggling makes sense. I mean, they're playing an elite defense in, in the Bowling Green Falcons. And J.J. McCarthy is about as what we thought he would. He's basically Zach Wilson 2.0. He, he just throws a bunch, of, a bunch of picks, and he's got athleticism, but not, no, no real substance to his game. So I'm, that doesn't surprise me at all. I think we kind of expected that kind of outcome um, in terms of Michigan. I, I do think like Georgia, I mean, Georgia played at South Carolina team. That's not a bad team. It's an SEC game. So I'm not that worried about Georgia. I think obviously their quarterback situation is not what it was last year. They have some issues at quarterback in terms of they don't have Stetson Bennett anymore. Um, but I mean, they're still, I mean, they're, they still have obviously by far the most talent probably in, in the country. Um, and then teams like Florida State and Texas, like they're, they're new to the party, right? They're, they're, they're kind of new in terms of being at the top shelf of college football this year. They have not been around the last few years. So I'm not like super worried about these teams at all. And then you get to like the next tier, right? And you have Ohio State and Penn State and Washington who all played great. So um, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of concern other than I guess if you're a Michigan fan, cause your quarterback blows, but, um, I, I think these teams will be just fine. I, I don't expect, um, any of these teams to really fall apart and drop off. I, I do think that they are at this point, the most talented teams in college football. Um, so I, 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 I mean, you're right. Like they all, for the most part, a lot of them did not look great. Um, but th- I think they'll be fine. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, too concerned with, with, their future in terms of this year. I think all of them will still be there at the end for the most part competing for a, a national championship. Yeah, it, it does seem like uh, the top heaviness we've seen in college football the last couple of years, I think has slowed a little bit. Um, a, a lot of these top teams, you look at Alabama, Georgia, um, they their quarterback situations have, have regressed a lot. Um, and I think that kind of happens. You have a really good player at a position. Um, you're, you're, gonna, you're bound to regress a little bit. Um, it, it just kind of happens. JJ McCarthy, I love JJ. I, I think he's a really good quarterback. Yesterday was not his best showing at all. Uh, and that's the first time he's thrown a pick in like quite a while, uh, all the way dating back to last season. Those are his first picks of the season. Um, so it, it was a weird game for him. I think they'll be able to bounce back and they'll be fine. Um, it does seem like my concern with Michigan specifically is they've kind of played down to competition a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I really wanted to see them win 50 to nothing, uh, in their first three games and it didn't. It didn't quite turn out that way, um, and uh, I I wish I could like attribute this more to just being, uh, you know, n- not that impressed, uh, which is upsetting. I wish there was something I could say like injuries or X Y Z. I mean, I guess you could say Harbaugh wasn't there, but like to be honest, how much does that matter uh, in these these three games where they're playing just way inferior opponents? So that's a little upsetting. Uh, Alabama's quarterback situation is definitely uh, something to note. Uh, Milro doesn't seem like he's all too great. The, whatever backup they played, what is it? Uh, uh, Dillner or something? They have uh, Ty Simpson. They have Tyler Buchner. Buchner is who played. Buchner is who played. He was really terrible. Um, so it seems like they're going to go back to Milro. But Alabama, I, I know they have a quarterback problem, but when I watched the Texas Alabama game, Alabama just looked a step slow. Don't you guys get, you guys know what, did, did either of you watch the, that game? They, they looked slow to me. Um, and, and same thing in this game, they just seem like they're not quite Alabama football that we, we know, you know, we, we have known and seen for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Trevor, final thoughts on college football here. Anything you want to, you want to discuss before we move on? Yeah, I think that's the, I think other than like, as far as the games, the Colorado game, that was the best game. But in terms of like the overall, uh, story of this season so far, I think it is that like, like you said, uh, Cole Triple has been top heavy for the last at least like five or six years. 
I think it is definitely not quite as top heavy this year, which is a good thing. I'm very happy about it because that's been my biggest issue with college football um, over the last however many years now where it's just like, oh, it's it's the same three or four teams. It's Alabama, it's Georgia, it's Ohio State. Maybe maybe recently it's been Michigan a little bit more, but it's these same teams. Um, it was LSU a few years ago. And then other than that, none of these other teams matter. Like in the Big Ten, like it's it's Ohio State, maybe it's Michigan, and SEC, it's Alabama or Georgia. All these other teams don't have a chance. And now – it feels like some of these other teams have a chance. There's one team in particular I'm looking at, like in the Big Ten before, uh, I'm going to take a statement that I said when we did our preview of the college football season, when I said it's Ohio State or Michigan, and none of these other teams in the Big Ten even matter. I don't know. I think Penn State is actually pretty solid, and I'm starting to think that Penn State actually has a shot here um, to win the Big Ten just because of the theme of both Michigan and Ohio state. Um, the quarterback position has not been great from either of these teams. Um, from what I saw yesterday from JJ McCarthy, obviously was not impressed at all. Um, he made quite a few massive mistakes and then Ohio state, obviously their quarterback situation has not been good. So there's going to be games here where these teams and, and there's other teams outside of the, I mean, Alabama, I think is even a, a more dire situation, even than a Michigan or Ohio state where, their quarterback situation is what is going to hold them back. And if they're in a game where they get behind and they have to throw the ball to come back, they're not going to be able to do that. I think Alabama number one is, is I'm very concerned about that. I think with Michigan, Ohio State's a little bit less, but that concern is still there. And even Georgia, uh, Georgia has a lot of talent um, to make up for it. So to Michigan, Ohio state, um, but it's just something that I'm looking at that a lot of these top teams have as a concern. Whereas I think Penn State has a has less talent overall than Michigan and Ohio State, but I think they have a better quarterback, in my opinion, than both of those teams. So it I don't know, it, it's gonna be interesting to look at. Um, I don't see any team in college football so far that I've watched, and I haven't watched every team, but I don't see any dominant team at all in college football. Like, who knows? Maybe I, I really like USC from the little I've seen from them so far. Maybe USC um could emerge as, as that team potentially. Although at you know at the line of scrimmage they don't have the same level of talent as a Georgia, so I think it's really interesting overall. Uh, really, the point I want to make is that I'm really enjoying this college football season so far because it seems like there's going to be more parity. I get that it's only week three, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And I I think we are in for a really good college football season. I'm hoping Michigan they can really turn around because I think this is their year, um, and I still believe that. Let's move on here um, and get to the NFL. Um, we had week one last week, um, and it was in it, it was. This is why the NFL is just the greatest. Is because there, there there's so much that happened that I never would have guessed would have happened, um, and it was just so so wild. Um, and it's so it's such an unpredictable league. Uh, it's so fun to watch. Um, so I don't know where you guys want to start. If we want to start off at headlines. I mean, there's there was definitely a lot of big headlines, Trevor. Um, I mean, do we, do we want to start on headlines? Do we want to start talking about games? What do you, what do you, what do you want to get into here? Well, I, I think the, I think the biggest news is the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Yep. It seems like he's most likely going to be out for the season. Um, and obviously that's going to be a huge hit to the jets. Will they stick with Zach Wilson? Um, will they try to find someone else? Because the jets have a good roster. They do. Their defense is good. They beat the bills with, with Aaron Rodgers got hurt. They still won the game. Um, in part because of how good their defense is. I think they have one of the best five or six defenses in the NFL. 
Um, and you know, they have talent at receiver. Um, the the main spot here for the Jets is quarterback. Zach Wilson is it, I mean, frankly, I, I don't think Zach Wilson's gonna be in the NFL for much longer. I think he'll be um in the Canadian Football League here in about a year and a half. Um, but for now, he's the Jets starting quarterback, and that is not a good solution um for a team that has a lot of talent. So we'll see. Will they look to get, I don't know, is a Jacoby Brissett available? Is someone available here that they can maybe go pick up that at least can be serviceable, that can at least not destroy your chances of winning games, which is what Zach Wilson actively does. He actively tries to lose games for you. Jacoby Brissett can at least be serviceable. He's not going to be someone who's going to raise your ceiling a ton, but he's not going to um, he's not going to actively destroy your chance of winning. So who knows? Maybe they will try to do that. As of now, they have said that Zach Wilson's their guy. But again, of what else are they going to say? You know. So I think that's the biggest storyline, um, just to see what the Jets do, um, because they do have a lot of talent. Yeah, and I I'm actually not nearly as low on Zach Wilson as you are. He he is not good. I'm I'm not going to be out here being like he's going to win them ten games. Um, but he they they have a talented enough team. Um, where I think potentially he could pull it around and they could maybe make the playoffs. The one thing I did want to talk no about, well, the one thing I did want to talk about, this is why I think this is another reason I think that they potentially can get there. Supposedly, the news today is that Rodgers got like a more experimental procedure done. Um, you know, good job, medicine. Um, and it, there might be a chance that he could play in the playoffs. So if they somehow get there, if they just squeak in, you know, nine, nine and eight records, squeak into the playoffs, um, they, uh, Rodgers might be able to be back for that. Um, so we'll we'll have to see. I'm definitely interested um, by the Jets' story. They do have such a talented team, one of the more talented teams in the NFL. Um, ben, any any thoughts on Rodgers and the Jets? Yeah, I mean, it. it I, I genuinely feel bad. Like, it's tough because, they, I mean, like you said, I mean, they I they really do have a, a Super Bowl-caliber roster. They're, I mean, their defense is incredible and their offensive weapons, other than their offensive line, their offensive weapons are insane. Um, so I feel bad. Like I, if you're a Jets fan, like I'm obviously that's heartbreaking and that's, that's crushing, but they still, ha- I mean, even with Zach Wilson, I do think they can win eight or nine games. I really do think that, um, because I think they're, they have, they have that much talent defensively, but also in terms of, of your receiving core and your running back room is, is fantastic. If, if Brees Hall can stay healthy. So, um, they have a lot of talent. Um, so all Zach Wilson has to do is not lose games, which he's very good at doing. He's done that a lot, but if Zach Wilson can just be an average quarterback in the NFL, um, they can still win a lot of games because they have a lot of talent. So it's tough. And I was excited to watch Aaron Rodgers play for the Jets because, like I said, of how, how much talent they have and what he could do with those weapons. But um, now we're in a situation where Jets fans have got to go back to old, old reliable Zach Wilson after four plays of Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, and we'll see if, if he's able to to be the – all he's got to do is be a game manager. It's all he's got to do. He doesn't have to wow anyone. He doesn't have right. to – to have all these insane throws that you saw on his pro day that people are still hanging on to hope that he can do in an actual NFL game when there's like actual people guarding the receivers, which will not happen. Um, but all he's got to do is not be terrible. If he's just an average quarterback, they can win a lot of games. And we'll see about the right. whole Aaron Rodgers thing. I don't, I'm a little skeptical on if he can legitimately come back in mid-January with 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 an Achilles. I mean, Achilles is, is no joke. It's like one of the worst injuries you can have because it lingers forever. So um, I'm not going to act like I'm sitting here and I'm going to know all the, all the different medicine practices that that he used on the on his Achilles and all this different experimental stuff but I'm a little skeptical of Aaron Rodgers coming back and being Aaron Rodgers um but th- like I said they still have a good team so I'm I, I feel bad I do but I, I do think if you're a Jets fan there's still there's still at least some reason for optimism this this season 
Yeah, I I actually agree. I really think that they they can kind of pick up, you know, the, the steam that they had going into the season. I mean, Rodgers is definitely better than Wilson, but it's not like Rodgers was like fabulous last year. You know, he he didn't even throw for four thousand yards. So I I don't know. I I think Wilson can maybe to put, pull this together a little bit. They do have a really good team. Um, let's talk about some teams that were really really good, looked great. The Niners and Cowboys. Um, and we'll, we'll start with I, I wanted to discuss the Niners a little bit um, because they beat a Steelers team that I I was pretty high on going into the year. Um, and they looked awful in this game, and the Niners looked really really good. Um, I'm not a believer in Brock Purdy at all. Um, and he, he, I'm still not a huge believer in him. This has not changed my opinion. You're a believer in Zach Wilson? No, I didn't say I was a believer in Zach Wilson. I said I was higher on him than you are. Purdy's way better than Zach Wilson. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But that's not that. We're not disputing this fact. Yeah. I'm just higher on Wilson than, than you are. That'd be a great um, headline, though. We we could probably get some clicks if we say that Brandon says that Zach Wilson's way better than Brock Purdy. That is true. I, that would be an outrageous yep, take. Zach Wilson is better than Brock Purdy. Um, but yeah, so I'm not a believer in Brock Purdy. Um, I think he's pretty mediocre. But look, I mean, if, if they're going to win 37 every game, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what Brock Purdy's doing. Um, I will say he didn't have a bad game at all. 222 touchdowns. That's pretty solid. Um, they did run the ball for almost the same amount he passed for on 34 attempts. So that also is going to help uh, quite a lot. This team is just way too talented. Like it's 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 wild they have this much talent on the team. Um, they beat a Steelers team that I really don't think is bad. Um, I think today is going to be a very telling team, uh, telling game for the Steelers, and I'd say tomorrow um, when they play the Browns. The Browns looked uh, fabulous in their game against the Bengals, so I'm I'm interested to see how well they do uh, in a game two versus the Steelers. But the Niners, they look really, really good. Um, would you guys say the Niners are like the team to beat right now? What do, what do you think, Trevor? I think... Um... I mean, I think between them and the Cowboys, I think those are the two best teams in week one. It doesn't, again, we, as we know, week one usually ends up not really meaning much. But um, yeah, I, I certainly trust the Niners to be there near the end. They're one of the best, at, at the very least, they're one of the best, like three or four teams, for sure. I'm very confident in that because they have so much talent on both sides of the ball. I mean, I expected the Steelers' defense to be really solid. I, I didn't think it was going to be this easy for the Niners to just put up points. But it was because they have so much talent in the running game. Brock Purdy doesn't turn over the ball really much. He takes care of it. He even had some really good throws. So, yeah, I think the Niners are, you know, maybe the best team right now at the moment. Well, let's talk about the Cowboys, Ben. And I'm going to go to you to talk about the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys are your favorite team, America's team. Um, They won 40 to nothing over a Giants team that I also don't think is that bad. I mean, they just destroyed them. 40 to nothing in the NFL is is just crazy like that that mm-hmm. should never be a stat line now i'll say this the cowboys scored 40 points Dak didn't particularly play that well they didn't no. even run the ball that well um so it was kind of a weird game uh daniel jones stunk he was awful um saquon barkley played fine he he had 12 rushes i feel like uh daniel jones running the ball 13 times you gotta you gotta be better than that um so ben talk about the cowboys for a little bit here what, what do you think uh what do you think about the cowboys yeah Your i mean 40 team, nothing america's is, team yeah sure um 40 to nothing is is obviously an impressive score but like you said like their defense is great i mean absolutely phenomenal if we're yeah if we're going off one week then the cowboys are the best team in the nfl but we we have a lot more football to play but i mean they play great and like you said the, the, i don't think the giants are a bad team i mean they were they won a playoff game last year and daniel jones was fantastic last year he looked like daniel jones week one this year 
Um, the Cowboys are good. Their defense is awesome, but but Dak didn't play great. Their offense didn't play that great in general. They scored 40 points, but you got to remember that 14 of those points were responsible by special teams in the defense Um, because there was a defensive touchdown and there was a special teams touchdown, I'm pretty sure. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a little bit misleading. Are you saying the Cowboys have potential to get even better? Um, I mean, yeah, they could could play a lot better. Absolutely. They're they're a really good team. I mean, they're, they're like a top, I don't know. I mean, preseason, I think I had them. I don't even want to know where I had them. I don't even know if I had them. I don't think I had them top six, but. As of right now, I'd say, yeah, they're a top five team in the NFL for sure. Um, they're a really good team, and their defense is phenomenal. Michael Parsons is probably the best defensive player in the NFL. Um, so they have a lot of talent. If Dak Prescott can can be better than he was last week, he was terrible last week, and they still won by 40. So, yeah, they're, I mean, they're obviously a Super Bowl contender. They're a fantastic team. Um, I hate everything that I'm saying right now, but it's true. Like, I'm, I'm just being honest. They're, they're a really good team, and their defense mm-hmm. is insane. So, whatever. Well— Let's continue talking about stuff that you're not going to want to talk about. The Cincinnati Bengals, who no, I have. That. Win- I think there's way bigger stories we do. That, we can, that we should talk no, about. No, no, we do. We're going to talk about the teams that struggled. The Cincinnati Bengals, who I personally believe will win the Super Bowl. I genuinely think that they are the oh, best team in football. shut up. No, you don't. That's they, such a lie. No, I swear I do. I swear I do. Um, I, I really do. Unfortunately, they played so bad in week one to the Cleveland Browns. And this has been universally a terrible thing to happen to everyone. I don't want the Bengals to win, but I want the Browns to win way less. Um, and there was so much talk, so many, like like Jamar Chase talked too much before the game. And that that might have been the fire the Browns needed because they won 24-3. Uh, Joe Burrow, the highest paid player in NFL history, went 14 for 31. He had 82 passing yards. Joe Burrow. Was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Had 82 passing yards. Um, they ran for under four yards a carry. Um, this was just a, a bad game. Deshaun Watson. You know. You know what I will say about the Browns. I think Deshaun Watson might stink. I think he might be bad. Uh, the Browns are really good. Browns super talented. Really, really good. Nick Chubb is amazing. That defense. I mean, their defense looks like it might be the best defense in the league. It was so good. D- Deshaun Watson might stink. I. I think he might be actually bad. Um, I don't know what your guys' opinions are on Deshaun Watson, but uh, I, I want to stick more on the Bengals here. Ben, we're going to go to you. What do you think went wrong, or do you think this is just the classic week one jitters for them? This is something they've went through. You think they'll turn it around? I I have all these people ask me, like, are you worried about the Bengals? Are you worried about the Bengals? It's one game, and it's a game that happens every year. They get blown out by the Browns every year. Like, if I will gladly take going to the AFC Championship game if it means getting blown out by the Browns one week a year. Now, the issue is the Browns think that that means they're going to win the Super Bowl when they win one game. Um, but no, like I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Joe Burrow stunk. It was the worst game of his career, but there were also a lot of things and I'm not going to make excuses, but there were a lot of things that were not in his favor. He's still kind of hurt. The weather was terrible. It was a monsoon. It was pouring down rain. Um, the, the Browns defense is phenomenal. I mean, the Browns defensive line is incredible and their DBs are incredible. So like I have all these Browns fans and all these people saying like, Oh, are you worried about the Bengals? They're, 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 they're going to finish last place in the division. And this is the Browns division to, to lose and all this stuff. And it's like, it's been one game, and the Browns defensively have exactly what you need to beat the Bengals. They have a fantastic D line, and they have receive or they have a DBs that are good enough to guard T Higgins and Jamar Chase one on one. And that's how you beat the Bengals. That's how you stop the Bengals offense. You you put pressure on Joe Burrow, and you have at least two decent DBs that can that can shut down their two best receivers. So um, I'm not worried in the slightest. This is exactly what happened last year. They started 0 2 last year. Everybody thought this guy was falling, and they turned out to be better than they were the year before that when they went to the Super Bowl. So. I'm not worried about it at all. Brandon, you were making a huge deal about it last week, and it's like whatever. Um, I, I really do think that they will be just fine. Obviously, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll be just fine, but 
Um, I, the way I look at it is like, I don't think knock on wood, but I don't think their offense could play any worse than they did last week. So there's really nowhere to go, but up hopefully. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to make like a huge deal about it. Again, it's 17. There's a 17 game season. They have 16 more games to play. They have what nine of their next 16 games are at home. So I, in terms of that, that's obviously very favorable. So, um, I, I think they will be just fine. Are they maybe the Super Bowl contender that people thought they were? I don't know. Who knows? It's hard to tell after week one. I don't. I think it'd be ridiculous to come here, come in here and say that they're going to win the Super Bowl after after what we saw from other teams. But it's one week, so I don't know. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stress about it. I mean, Miles Garrett's phenomenal. Have you have you not seen Miles Garrett play? Like I think he would do what he did I've against any play. team in the I NFL. Have. So um, I really am not. I'm not sitting here like thinking the sky is falling. Now we'll see how the Bengals play against the Ravens their next game. If they look god awful in that game then i'll have about a five percent concern rate or whatever but right now i'd say it's about a zero so um we'll see it's a long season my my big thing with this game and why i freaked out about it is is that the Bengals to me i mean ben you you would obviously have to admit this they they are a super bowl contending team maybe they're not the favorite yeah but they are a, absolutely one of the three best uh, you know chances of winning they have a very very good team the last two years they've they've come in top four place in the league uh making one super bowl losing 24 to 3 uh is not what super bowl contending teams do no, so but they, in my mind they've lost in my worse mind, the last two years to the browns this is the this is the third worst loss they've had in the last three years to the browns my in my mind when if, if this were to happen to the ravens and like they lose in this fashion that's not what super bowl winning teams do and that's what the ravens aspirations are that's what the Bengals' aspirations are um if you're the browns this is like a very ideal scenario because this is kind of the next stepping stone is being able to beat these contending teams um so to me if this happens to the ravens like if this happens to the ravens to you know against the Bengals, i'm like all right they're just not going to be able to quite win and ultimately that has happened to the ravens the last couple of years they haven't been able to beat the chiefs um and they haven't been able to get past patrick Mahomes. and that to me i'm like okay a team that it can win Super Bowls, won't be doing that. They will be challenging those teams. They'll even be winning those games. Um, so that's what, to me, where I'm like, all right, we have these dreams, we have these goals, and they're doing something that um, completely don't align with those goals. Um, and to me, it's a big step backwards. Um, Trevor, we had some other teams struggle a little bit. We had the Bills and Seahawks, um, who really just didn't look uh, that great. Um, I'm trying to find the Seahawks score here. Uh, they lost to the Rams, thirty to thirteen at home. That is a, <laughs> that is terrible. Um, that is awful. You had the Bills losing the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, um, twenty to sixteen. Um, that one's pretty bad. Uh, your thoughts on on these two games here, um, and these two teams that really were pretty good last year, struggling in the first game. Yeah, well, I guess just quickly, last thought on the Bengals Browns. Yeah, go ahead. I think that, I think the key is because. Well, number one, week one, we always end up looking back on week one a couple months later, and there's always two or three games that were like, yeah, that game didn't matter. I think this Browns and Bengals game is going to be one of those games that doesn't matter um, when we look back two months from now, because the key is when you have a game like this, if you are a contender, you usually bounce back. I mean, um, just speaking again, hate to bring up Patriots, but I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, they had a number of years where they got blown out. I mean, the one year they got blown out by the Chiefs, 41-14, and they bounced back and went on to, uh, I, I think that was the year they won, one of the years they won the Super Bowl. So we've seen teams, you know, have performances like this, and, you know, it, it ends up not really mattering. But that's the key. You have to bounce back. Um, if you look at the statistics of teams starting 0-2, 
it usually doesn't uh, go well. Those teams usually kind of struggle. So I think the Bengals have to bounce back today. Um, but if we're, you know, going, if we continue to go with the theme of like, will this game matter? We, if we look like two months from now, I think the Rams and the Seahawks might be another one of those games that we look back and say, well, that game didn't matter because the Rams, yes, they come out strong. They win this game 30 to 13. Um, but as we know, the Rams had their year. They had their Super Bowl. Cooper Cup's hurt. They have, obviously, they, they can't spend as much money anymore. Um, Matthew Stafford's getting older. This is a Rams team that, yes, they played well in week one, but this isn't going to last for the Rams. It's, it's not going to. I, I don't think it's going to last. And I don't think the Seahawks are this bad. So I, I think this is another game that we're going to look back a couple months from now and be like, that game didn't matter when the Rams in week 13 are like five and seven and the Seahawks are seven and five or something like that. Um, as far as the Bills and Jets go, I you I think some people might argue that this could be another one of those. I got to say, I'm a little worried about the Buffalo Bills. I'm I'm a little worried. And again, week one, I don't I shouldn't contradict myself, but this was already a feeling I was thinking before the season anyway. Um, Josh Allen continues to have a lot of erratic moments in games. He threw three interceptions in this game, May, you know, and he'll probably get it together. But this has happened enough in the last couple seasons with Josh Allen um, and some people make the excuses, well, he has a shoulder injury, whatever. Um, but we've seen enough now with Josh Allen where it's a little bit of a worry here. So I'm mildly worried about the Buffalo Bills. Um, any other, uh, I guess if there are any other quick games to mention, um, I was I was a little disappointed in the Bears. Obviously, uh, a big loss to the Packers, their rival. I uh, just feel bad for Bears fans about that one. And then Dolphins Chargers, the thriller. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Dolphins do against a better defense than the Patriots tonight. I think that Chargers defense is just not very good. Um, and also I think their coach is terrible. I think Brent Staley is a terrible coach. He had a terrible game plan for trying to slow down Tyree kill. Um, and yes, Dolphins have a lot of talent, but you got to do better than that if you're Brandon Staley. So I guess those were kind of my only other takeaways from week one. I want to talk about the bills quickly here. Um, because I, I feel like people don't accurately place the Bills every single year. And I, I think I've definitely talked about this with both of you guys. The Bills are definitely a good team, and Josh Allen's a really great quarterback. Josh Allen plays a very risky style of football. He hits many times, he hits throws that only he can do. But he also many times makes those mistakes, and you have to take the good with the bad with him. Um, Lamar's very similar, where there's a, a lot of like erratic things he does. For example, uh, you know, in the Texans game, he was running with the ball out, and he fumbled. But... If, if we don't want him to run like that, he doesn't make a lot of the amazing runs he has. So you have to take the good with the bad. The tough thing with that is that caps you. You have a ceiling because you are more bound to make these errors. Someone like Joe Burrow doesn't make a lot of errors. It's very rare to get him off his game. Um, he doesn't play as risky, and he might not get the flashy throws or the you know the big plays quite like an Allen or a you know Lamar Jackson would do. But he plays a much safer game. Um, and that allows your ceiling to be a little bit higher, in my personal opinion. I think we are not accurately rating the Bills every single year. The Bills, to me, are a really, really good team. They are not a great team. I don't know if I'd put the Bills in a Super Bowl contending state, especially after last season. I think this game, uh, you know, this result makes sense to me. It makes sense. They played a very talented Jets team, and they came out not on top because they just aren't as talented of a football team. And uh, 
I, I think this is something that uh, every year people are like, oh, the Bills like really have a chance to win. Uh, you know, they're really good. They have Allen, they have Diggs, Von Mill on the other side of the ball. But I just think ultimately they're not as talented as we all think. Um, and, you know, I, I think we continue going through the, the years, placing them in the wrong place um, where they really aren't. Um, but yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about? Any other games you guys want to talk about? I mean, I, I can talk about the Ravens game, but there's really nothing. They just got a lot of injuries. <laughs> Uh, that, that was really the only impactful thing uh, that happened there. Uh, ben, any other game you want to mention before we get to our, our, our first write-off for the season? No, I, I mean, we no, we don't need to talk about any, any other games. We spent way too much time talking about these games anyway. We're fine. All right, let's move it along. So this is going to be the first edition. Are we calling? What do you want to? Call, what are we calling this? This is the eviction. We are voting off. We are voting a team off of the island. If anyone on this podcast, if anyone in the audience listens to, or watches Survivor, watches Big Brother um, every week, I think most people, at least, even if you don't watch it, you understand the basic concept of Survivor, where they vote off someone every right. every. Are week. you not going to plug our um, our reality TV podcast here? Yeah, we, is, you we, had a perfect we, opportunity. We talk about Big Brother every week. It's called the Five Seconds Fame Podcast. Yeah. So you can go check it out, uh, you know. Yeah, ben, go look at it. Yeah. So, yeah, you could definitely do that. But that's kind of what we're going to do. Every single week, we are going to vote off one team. They are they are evicted because that is the team we are basically saying they have no chance to make the playoffs. There's no way. This team has no hope, and they are out. So we're going to start. This is going to be the first one. We're going to do one every single week all the way through week 18, the last week of the season. We will do 17 evictions, and by the end of it, we will be left with 15 teams. Obviously, there are 14 playoff teams, so we're just trying to make sure that we do not evict anyone who is who ends up being a playoff team. So that's the goal. We're evicting teams every single week that we're like, there's there's no way. They're not making the playoffs. That is the basic premise of this. So Trevor, I have a all question. Right, so, what what, oh, if, yeah, please, what if all three of us vote for a different team? What do we do? Well, we'll discuss it, and then we'll we'll come together on one team. Okay. Yeah, okay. we 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 have a uh, we have compromising skills here. Um, we <laughs> okay. we we are able to come to a compromise, and we will well, unless, uh, unless it's figure Brandon. that if out. Brandon, if I think Brandon's wrong, then he's wrong. I'm not changing my mind. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I I have a team in mind here. Um, I got to see them play actually last week. Uh, and that is the Houston Texans. I, I think there's no chance the Houston Texans make the playoff. The Ravens didn't particularly play well. They played okay. Uh, I, I'd probably rate their performance like a 4.5 out of 10 maybe. Um, they didn't play so great. And they kind of destroyed the Texans 25-9 uh, to 9, uh, in, in a game where the like five most important players that are on the Ravens that are not named Lamar Jackson were hurt or didn't play, or got hurt in the game or didn't play. Um they're in a completely new offense. They looked very rusty. And the Texans, I don't think Stroud even looked bad, but they just have no weapons on offense. There's no one particularly great on their defense that excite me, excites me outside of Will Anderson. I just don't think they have a lot of talent. They seem like one of the least talented teams in the league to me. Um, so to me, the Texans seem like a, a very good option as our first uh, eviction of uh, this episode today. Um, Trevor, do you, do you have a team you'd like to throw out? Yeah, so I, I think there's obviously quite a few teams you could throw out there. Um, my The team I was really zeroing in was the Arizona Cardinals. Um, to me, the Arizona Cardinals played a team that was also, a, I think, also a very bad team in the Washington Commanders, and they lost that game. Um, I mean, this team's playing with Joshua Dobbs, their quarterback. Kyler Murray is supposed to be out for maybe the whole season. 
Um, and I don't think this team is super talented overall, similar to the Texans. Um, the reason why I lean the Cardinals over the Texans is because if I'm playing a little strategically here, I think the Texans play a team in their division this week. Um, known by the Indianapolis Colts. I think there's a perfect opportunity here for the Texans at home. If they lose to the Colts at home, we can cross them off next week. Therefore, that's why I want to save the Texans because I think they're going to lose at home today to the Colts. I think we can cross off the Texans next week. I think the Cardinals I'm more confident in are a uh, are prob- maybe the, probably the worst team in the NFL, and that's why I want to cross off the Cardinals today. What, what do you think here, Ben? I think it's the Cardinals for two reasons. I think the Cardinals have a worse quarterback situation than the Texans, and I think they're in a they're in a harder division than the Texans are. So I think it's going to be harder for them to find wins um, than the Texans. Both teams are bad. Both teams are very bad. Um, but if I'm just thinking like like Trevor strategically, I, I think we will have plenty of opportunity to cross off the Texans and the Cardinals. But for this week one, um, again, I just think I think there's less opportunities for wins if I'm looking at the Cardinals schedule and their roster in general versus the Texans. So I would personally vote to, to just get rid of the Cardinals now. We, I think we kind of assume that they'd be one of the worst teams, and I don't think they've, they've shown us anything early on that, that suggests otherwise. I will say this is these are important votes here this week because we have such a small sample size. So I actually I'm, I'm going to hop on the Cardinals train too because I think you guys made a good point where, Ben, specifically what you said about how like they just have less opportunity for wins. And I, I think – this is what's important about these early crosses. Last year, you guys remember, we had Washington. We crossed off week two or three, yeah. and they ended up like getting close to making the playoffs. Um, we crossed off the Giants pretty early, and they ended up making the playoffs. Um, so these are the important weeks, these like first four cross-offs we have. We really need to get the bottom-bottom teams. Not, I do think the Texans are terrible, but you guys make a great point about the Cardinals. The reason I originally said the Texans was just because if Kyler Murray does come back, that puts their win equity way higher. Um not that, that they're going to make the playoffs with Kyler Murray necessarily, but their win equity is a little bit higher. However, I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. Um, you guys convinced me. Um, we will cross them off. They're, they're our first eviction. Your your fire has been extinguished. Um, you, you're, you're leaving it a vote three to zero. Whatever you want to say, Trevor, they're out of here. Um, anything else you guys would like to talk about before we wrap up the pod today, Trevor? Any Any other subjects you want to talk about? Um, I, I think it's just going to be another great week of football. We have a lot of great games today. And again, most people listening is after the games take place. But I mean, Ravens, Bengals, Chiefs, Jaguars, uh, Seahawks, Lions, uh, the night games, Pats, Dolphins, Monday night, Browns, Steelers going to be a huge game because I think a lot of people and I think conventional wisdom and I think you guys believe this. The Browns should win this game. They should beat the Steelers, even though it's in Heinz Field. It's at Pittsburgh because the Browns looked very good against the Bengals. The Steelers came out a little flat. It's nice. Browns should win this game, but will they? It's in Pittsburgh. Easy down. It's the easy rivalry. Spot. And I, I think people, you know, week one, it's easy to overreact. It, it, it's a classic overreaction. I think that. Uh, I kind of think the Steelers are going to win this, um, but we will see. We will see because I think a lot of if you go and based off week one, I think it's like, no, the Browns are the better team, but we will see. I think there's a lot of things that can happen. I'm also very interested. Dolphins Patriots night game. Um, the Dolphins faced a pretty bad defense in the Chargers. Um, can the Patriots slow down Tyreek Hill? Uh, we will have to see. But those are just a couple ones. Um, you know, there's there's many good games today. So very excited for all of it. Yeah, of course. Well, we'll wrap up the pod there for today. Thank you all so much for listening. We always appreciate the support. Um, go follow us on Twitter at the Small Ballers to stay updated with all of our podcasts that go live. We're also going to start posting game lines um, in our picks 
uh, starting this coming week. So stay tuned for that. Um, you can check those out on the website, thesesmallballers.com. The link is in the description there as well. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Leave five star review if you enjoyed. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.